Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 354. Okay, this is a, this is just a helpful, helpful podcast about the movie Nope. Okay, it's done. Okay, this is the, this is the problem with the movie. Okay, Jordan Beale, Peel, 43, beloved young filmmaker, was the writer, director, and producer on this thing. In other words, no D-girl was behind him going, but Jordan, that doesn't make sense. We haven't tied it together. But Jordan, this is supposed to be a story, one story, not 12 stories put in one story. That irritating girl that keeps you dealing with continuity and the fact that this is supposed to be entertaining. Those girls have lost all their jobs in Hollywood, but there's usually a producer that does a pretty good interpretation but not when you're the writer, director, and producer. That's all that's wrong with this. It could have been reined in. It could have been, it could have been in meetings. It could have been tightened up and things dropped. And that's another story, Jordan, for another day. So this is how it goes. Okay. There's a lot you'll understand just by watching it. You're not going to like it, but you're going to understand it. And it starts with this chimpanzee that kills all these um, characters on a movie set, okay? So the whole movie you're going to go, where's the chimp? What happened to the chimp? Alright? It's supposed to be that um, he, he eats up Hollywood. He, you know, voracious appetite destroys everything. This kid, this little Asian kid is in, the, is in this sitcom. He creates this village and it's called Jupiter's Claim. The reason it's called Jupiter's Claim is because that was his name in the series. It's got nothing to do with the sky or what's coming down from the sky, hiding in that cloud that doesn't move for six months. It took them six months to notice that this cloud never moved. I don't know. I don't know about these people. I guess they're really busy. Anyway, that is why it's called that. Okay. And the chimp is going to disappear. So forget about the chimp. Just give yourself that break. Forget about the chimp. Just take it from me. I was trying to tie this all together. Forget it. Don't try to, don't even try. Okay. Don't even try. So then we've got Daniel, Daniel Kalua is back in this movie. It's like he's on Thorazine. It, he doesn't care about anything. So why should I? His dad dies. He stands there. I mean, we never discuss what happened to his dad. Then we've got his sister and they're in this, they're horse wranglers. Okay. So they're doing this commercial and they have the horse. He's not tethered. This guy puts this, um, camera in front of his face where he sees his eyes. You can't do that with a horse that's old. That's in a, that's been taking children on rides in carnivals. A horse who's seen everything. You can't do that. The horse kicks, they lose their job. They're as depressed as can be. Emerald, this, this sister of his is on speed. Her name is Kiki Palmer. I mean, she tried, uh, she tried to put life into this movie. I get it. The only thing she says that's pretty interesting, and it's very interesting actually, is that they are the descendants of this writer, the, this great inventor, Edward Maybridge, Mawbridge, he created the proto-cinematic series of rapid-fire photographs. You've seen it, of the horse 
running black and white across the screen. The rider of that horse is a black man. His identity has never been found. Jordan makes these two siblings his great-great-great-great-grandchildren. And their father, who died, had run this ranch very well. These kids can't seem to get it together. I mean, the way they lose that job, it just... Anyway, that was a nice touch. And I think it would have been a better movie if it was um, the son and his father. Because nobody cared. Just nobody fought. Nobody was trying to save anything. It was... I wanted to get up and take care of the horses. I wanted to do something. I wanted to see if I could get them a job. It was so difficult. Okay. So forget about that too. Just forget about it. Okay. They don't care. All they want to do is take an Oprah shot of this cloud that has a uh, UFO that sometimes looks like it's from a James Wood movie. I mean, it is so, so unsophisticated. Anyway, all these kids want to do is get the Oprah shot that will get them rich. So they're forgetting about, you know, saving the ranch. They want millions of dollars. They don't want to feed the horses or clean up or anything. They sell the horses. So that happens. Now, the interesting thing is, and this is not explained, why does this extra, this UFO, um, drop blood and all kinds of things on the house. Okay. I had to look this up. It's excreting. It's going to the bathroom on this house, relieving itself of parts that it doesn't want. And Jordan puts this thing, it's from the Bible. It's an epi- it's an epigraph from the Bible of Nahum, N-A-H-U-M. And it says, I will cast abominable filth upon you, make you vile, and make you a spectacle. That's not really explained. But Jordan, in an interview, said that it had to do with Hollywood. Every single time he doesn't know what to say, he says it's Hollywood. Hollywood eating people up and and killing them. Okay, but a UFO that dumps its toilet is a crazy premise. And it's it's a lot more... um, excrement than what he took in because I was really watching okay but don't even worry about that nope forget it forget it there's no follow-through on that either nothing else from the Bible nothing else from anything that's just that's just uh, a little bit to to blind you to make you think this guy's a genius or something okay so the reason for the crank camera for that Oprah shot this director that comes back into the picture Okay, it's because the alien's presence disables nearby electronics. Okay, that's simple. I almost got that one myself. I I got it myself, but nobody, no, I guessed. And that's frustrating in a movie too. So then the TMZ guy on the motorcycle. Okay, this one really blew my mind because he's alone. And you see all those trucks, like a lone TMZ guy on a motorcycle with one eye Um, and a mirror helmet. Okay. What is going on? Okay. I had to go to the credits to find the answer to this one. When you have to go to the credits to get the answer, it's, it's so frustrating. Okay. His name was in the credits, Ryder Mobridge, R-Y-D-E-R. That's the blinding genius that's going on here. Okay. 
And it's supposed to be like his spirit coming back. But for what? For what? Like, what's the payoff? There is no payoff. Okay? I, I don't know what's happening here. So that was really frustrating. Okay, but the most frustrating thing to me was I ordered so much food. I've never done that in a movie before. I was so mad. I ordered four chocolate chip cookies and vanilla ice cream at the end of a meal. I never do that. And I ate all four cookies. I thought the ice cream was a little sweet. I have never thought the ice cream is a little sweet. I was in such a crummy mood by the end of this movie. But I kept thinking, I know this valley. Where am I? I mean, I'm not even listening to the plot anymore. I can't even pay attention to these people. So many odd things are happening. I mean, the big boy from those restaurants saves this movie. I, there is no explanation for that, okay? That's what's starting to happen. I can see something awful coming. So I order the cookies and I'm like, what is up with this valley? Okay, it was the same valley that was used in Blazing Saddles, which is emblazoned on my memory. And it was also used on Steven Spielberg's Duel, which is a movie I never saw, but it was Blazing Saddles. That was this valley. So that is not Jordan Peele's fault, okay? But that's how bored I was. Okay, then the big question that everybody's got, and this is like manic. People either love this movie or they hate this movie. And the people who love it are acting like they're so smart. But they've done research on why these things happened in the movie. Movies are supposed to entertain me. I'm not supposed to go and study up like I did for two hours trying to figure out what happened. That's not a fulfilling movie. That's not entertainment. So the big one everybody's got is, is OJ dead? Because at the end of the movie, we see him in a cloud of smoke and it becomes clear, just like the Polaroid, the Oprah shot becomes clear. So, and the sign above him is out yonder. Okay, according to the experts who aren't experts, but let's say, you know, 80-20, it goes this way. That, and Jordan's, Jordan's a little, he's not really explaining this very well. So everybody's left to their own devices, which is so irritating. So out yonder is the future. Um, they're leaving this place. Thank God. They can't even keep it up. So they're leaving this place and their future is out yonder. I'm like, that is supposed to be the ending of an epic. I'm like, what is happening? Writer, producer, director, don't do it. Nobody's that smart. Nobody. Steven Spielberg takes, takes notes. He has to. He can't see everything. He has the whole... So what's wrong with this Jordan Peele is he has the whole picture in his head. And he knows all the reasons for everything. And he knows the history of every thought he's had. He doesn't put it on the paper. And then he doesn't put it on the screen. But nobody overrides him on the paper or on the screen. It's done a fait accompli before anybody sees it. And he's an auteur and people worship him. So they're thinking there's something wrong with themselves. I, I know there's a lot of things wrong with me, but this is not what's wrong with me. That movie did not make sense. I was the only person in the theater. Okay. I asked those guys, the ticket taker guys at my own theater, because you can look at the box office, 
Opening weekend was 44 million, not very much. The real interesting story is the word of mouth and what it does next weekend. And my ticket takers at this movie theater that is crowded with other movies that people want to see, they said it died off, died off by Sunday. And that's when word of, word of mouth, real big word of mouth, like, don't go. I'm still mad I spent the money. I still want my two and a half hours back. So I'm telling you, if you have to go for your grandchildren or your children, I hope I've given you the answers to the most irritating questions that I had during this movie. I hope I have. There are a lot of other irritating things that happen, but you can sort of figure them out. So just stay away if you can. Tell your kids it would make a great um, rental. And it was um, IMAX. And people who went to the IMAX show were like, why? There was nothing IMAX-y about it. And it's not a horror movie. And there is nothing, no special effects. Somebody talks about how they look so great in the dark. I'm like, okay, maybe if I was a cinematographer, I would see something amazing. But I'm not. I'm, I'm your average Joe. I want to see a pleasant movie. I want to be entertained. And I do like spectacle. I want it to be beautiful. That is not happening here. So save your money if you can, but if you have to go, and actually you can answer a couple of these questions for your grandchildren or your children. These are the answers. So stay away. The blue hairs, their hair turned white. So this is not good. This is a public health warning. Don't spend your money on this. You'll just be sorry. You'll eat too many cookies. I know you will. So try to stay sane. This is not going to help you stay sane. Okay. And I will be back. Thanks. Bye-bye.